Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk about all the latest Disney news and rumors. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 267 of Traveling with the Mouse. I am hosting this episode. My name is Adam and I am joined by John. What's going on? For those of you that were disappointed we didn't interview our moms live on uh, the show last week, yeah. we apologize. It's a little surprising that we got a response like that, actually. Yeah. Which, if we can try and pull it together where we can do that, maybe we will do that in the future, hopefully. I mean... Yeah. So It's a little hard to coordinate. Yeah. Yeah, we and it was kind of a last minute thing. We wanted to get it in before Mother's Day, so we had to right. interview them, you know, ask them the questions that we had, and then get the uh, answers and just sort of talk about it. That was about all we had time to do. <laughs> we're we're artists. We have to strike yeah. when the moment hits us. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just a matter of time, but yeah, we'll work on maybe in the future. Anywho, so what's new in the news? I feel like. The world got a little brighter this week with a Disney park is open in the world. Shanghai is open. Shanghai is officially open and uh, ready for scrutiny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, is definitely the guinea pig. They're uh, testing this out to see how this could work around the world in the other parks. 30% capacity, everyone is required to wear a mask, they have temperature checks. In China, they have a special QR code that they have to show that they're a wellness code, I think it is, on your mm-hmm. phone or device or whatever. So you have to have that. So it's pretty restrictive. And, of course, the tickets are very limited, so you have to have a very specific ticket. So it's not like you can just walk in like normally. And Right. But it is open, and that's a good thing. And I don't know how far in advance their ticket. I mean, I know they said their tickets were sold out maybe for the first day, but I don't know if that was how far how far down the line they've been sold out. <laughs> yeah, the only Fourth thing I heard definitively was most of the days were sold out, but the middle of the week had a few availability uh, spots. Right. But who knows if that's still the case now? But and we, I heard that Disney was selling less tickets than were required. So they're trying to really slowly launch this out. but Yeah, probably experimenting a little bit as well. I haven't really caught a ton about what's going on in Shanghai so far, but I did happen to catch social media just on a couple of occasions. Somebody, of course, went to the soapbox of criticizing mm. something before, it, like jumping the gun, saying something about not having the cast members wear masks, and, and then like somebody like showed a picture said yes they are <laughs> you know like to, where are you getting this information yeah someone probably posted a picture from like two years ago of from shanghai like oh no one's wearing masks that's crazy uh, yeah, i don't know who knows also there was another one that showed a picture of uh or maybe it was a video of a character interaction i guess where they were watching chip and dale do a show it looked like on that in the area this not too far almost like where you would see the like the the Walt Mickey statue, if you were in Florida, in that general area. But they they had these, like, boxes, right? So they had them, I'm assuming, six feet apart from the looks of it. I guess it could be in the box with your group or family or whoever you were with. 
So he's just, there's this other person he's with in the box, but they were somebody was making the point or pointing out that like he only had one foot barely in the box and the rest of him was standing out of the box. I I don't know what they were trying to prove by that. I think it was nitpicking a little bit in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. but what have you. Well, it is interesting that a lot of the cues have these little boxes that say don't stand here, but it doesn't say, you know, like stand here. So I imagine if they put that here, people would be confused like, wait, don't stand here, but... I can stand here, but wait, can I not stand here? Where do I stand? And then not everyone is going to follow the rules 100% all the time. Really? (laughs) If you haven't noticed, walk outside if (laughs) if you're not sure. Are you recommending that I go outside my house? Not really, (laughs) but if you want to see people breaking the rules, just stand about 10 feet outside your door and you'll probably see somebody not... Not doing social distancing or wearing a mask or any of those things, but right, yeah. yeah. I I did see something about some people. They just don't think about like the grocery store, the ones that have say aisles that say they just have like a one way right now, like go this way and you go down. They just they're so used to what they did prior they it, that they yeah. don't even think about it, you know. Yeah, and I've I've seen jokes about passing lanes and stuff like that on on there, but you know, <laughs> right. Just right. as, like I saw the tables that restaurants they have a little sign on it that says you know don't sit at this table and then the one that you can sit at is empty but I'm thinking like in Florida if there's a seat open someone's gonna grab the chair <laughs> you know it's just like right you know they gotta limit the capacity to probably thirty percent right you would think well yeah and I think they're gonna stay underneath that I think it's gonna be like twenty five is what Disney's shooting right. for. That's not a lot of people. That's like not even a Halloween party level, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. not. I I do see that they have made some comments on the website about updating Walt Disney World Resort operations, and I'm just going to try to read this as quickly as possible. The following. This is regarding Walt Disney World now at this point, so we've shifted gears. Mm-hmm. It says, upon reopening theme parks, Disney Resort hotels, restaurants, attractions, experiences, and other offerings may be modified and will be limited in capacity and subjected to limited availability or closure based on direction from health experts and government officials to promote physical distancing. Additionally, attractions, experiences, services, and amenities, it may have limited availability or may remain closed. We will provide more information as it becomes available. Mm-hmm. We reserve the right to cancel any reservation, admission media, or purchases and provide applicable refunds. Our focus remains on the health and safety of the entire Disney community, including the well-being of the cast members who are caring for and securing our parks and resorts during the closure. We're currently evaluating new and enhanced safety measures to help us all stay well. Below you'll find information on impacts to current and upcoming plans. Please continue to check back for additional updates. And we appreciate your patience and understanding. Yeah. Well, I saw Chapek's interview with CNBC. He did. He didn't say definitively that guests are going to be required to wear masks, but he said we'll likely require them to wear masks. And I know I've I've seen the questioning that for one, you know, why would they force people to do something like that? Well, they can. It is private property and Disney pretty much has their own city there in Florida. So they can kind of do that however they want. Now enforcing it is something else. I don't know if they're just going to have security walking around checking everyone to make sure they're wearing a mask when they should or whatever or not. I don't know how they're planning on enforcing it, but to get in at least you have to have a mask on. 
Right. And there is a list of individual places that have announced that they're going to open on the 20th. So, so, yeah. so like Disney Springs Disney consists Springs. of a lot of different merchants, we'll say, besides they're not all Disney. Matter of fact, there's very few of them that are Disney. <laughs> yeah. Even though Disney Springs, the area is, is owned and operated by Disney, the individual merchants that, that have business there, they kind of have to make their own decisions on how they implement the protocols, right? There have been different ones that have announced that they are going to be opening on May 20th on the, with safety protocols. There's several listed here. Wine Bar George is one of them. STK, I heard. When... Yeah, STK. And this could change by the time you're listening to this because literally day by day restaurants are making these decisions or stores right. whatever so like yeah we've heard a few that aren't opening like art smith's is not going to be open the splitsville will not be open either so. right yeah so i guess there's really i mean if we come across some i guess we can mention it throughout right. there's several that have already they have their protocols out there as, as to how they're going to open as well so you might want to check that out if you plan on going but as of right now world of disney will not be open on the 20th as of the recording of this Right. Yeah, the only cast members that I've heard of that have been called like back to work were, I think, custodial type positions, maybe for the area at Disney Springs, I'm assuming. Because yeah. they're going to be just going around wiping things down constantly. Yeah. That's the only thing that I know of for a fact as far as actual Disney cast members yeah. that have been called to work thus far. I don't yeah. know any details of what they're going to have to do do like wear and everything and imagine some sort of gloves along with mask and such but yep. i don't know the specifics so right yeah now. you mentioned wine bar george i see that four rivers cantina barbacoa food truck will be open and wolfgang puck is also going to be open right those are the main four that out of the gate said they were going to reopen on the 20th as we said it could change day by day as we get closer to that date I know this sounds bad, but I can't help but notice it seems like some of the less popular ones are trying to take advantage of the more popular ones not being open. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's the barbecue place? I thought it was going to be open to the... Uh, the Polite, Polite Pig? Pig, yeah. I think it is, isn't it? I think it, it was going to reopen, yeah. too. Yeah. That one is more popular, though, so that's that one should be... But again, they're going to be limited with capacity, so it can't be too popular no matter what they do, so... At a time, at it's least. It's helpful if they have outdoor seating because you can have some outside and some inside. But Right, right. I'm sure there's got to be some kind of rule, even on the outdoor seating when you're in a place like that. But So I was thinking Disney Springs is a good test ground because the entry points, because it said limited parking as well, so I imagine that means maybe Orange and Lime would be open, and then maybe. that way you can control where people come in from. They have to come in the same way. And they, I would guess the elevators would be not running and they would have just the escalators. That way you wouldn't be <laughs> stuck with someone in an elevator in a tight, closed space, maybe. Maybe just the escalators. I'm just guessing. And then that way you right. force people in a specific point where you can have security checking for masks and uh, temperature. I don't know if they'll do a temperature check. I don't think they mentioned that, but... At least for the parking decks, you have an entry point. I think it's called the Strawberry Lot over by the Cirque du Soleil area. That's like the open parking lot. I, I would think that one would be closed because there's too many entry points into Disney Springs over that way. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, th I feel like they would not open yeah. that one. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll have a way of managing the traffic flow yeah. as much as possible. But then I thought, well, the hotels nearby, if they're open, people can walk across from there and there's no security checkpoint or anything. So unless they set up a bunch of temporary ones for those crosswalks and stuff. So who knows? We'll find out on the 20th. But uh, We will? We're going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Surprise. <laughs> We're going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors after this and see who's going. We got to make sure that we have enough time to get our traveling with the mouse uh, masks in first. Correct. We do. That is coming on our <laughs> spreadsheet store. By the way, they haven't uh, fully rolled that out yet, but there's a plug for pre-ordering that. Well, you can't really do that yet. It's yeah. not there yet, but <laughs> it is yeah, coming. It's a, it's a plug for something that's supposed to be available. Soon, Just keep it in your mind. Think, Don't buy a maybe. mask yet until <laughs> <laughs> until ours is available. <laughs> Right. Or just wait and get a second one because you'll need to color coordinate your outfits with masks. So there you have okay. it. Breaking away from the parks for a moment, there's good news for Nicolas Cage's career because Jerry Bruckheimer has revealed that a National Treasure series is in development for Disney Plus. Ugh, um, with him in with it? With new cast. Yeah. And production on a third film. Still ongoing. Oh, with third film too? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Nicolas Cage was just like really close to my house filming a horror movie about a theme park yes. uh, oddly enough I forgot the name of it he wasn't just close to your house because I mean it's been like two months since they filmed anything <laughs> right, right it was so. back in I mentioned this on the show <laughs> it was back in like January or something mm, I think it was not long before this yeah, maybe <laughs> this whole stuff happened actually it might have been February Could yeah been February but yeah it was he was here for like four or five days you know I gotta say, why do you sound like you said that with disgust? Nick Cage is awesome. Sure, you can't you have sure. to? He was in Con Air, right? No, that's enough. He was in <laughs> a lot of things lately that have been terrible. National Treasure actually is very good. Yeah, it's funny. Like I don't know why you didn't. Uh, like that. You know, like Raising Arizona. It's a great movie. Just saying. Exactly. See, he's he is a good actor, but he's also Face a terrible off. actor. So I don't understand how he's you know good in some movies and terrible in others. I don't get it. Uh, you'll come around. On National Treasure. Actually, I enjoyed the first one. The first one was actually pretty good. I didn't love the second one as much. I had a treasure. <laughs> it's a big treasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blackbeard. We have to mention this. Coming to Disney Plus, July 3rd, <gasps> Alexander Hamilton. We talked about a movie theater version of this coming out like next fall or something like that. They were going to release it in theaters, but now... They just decided to move this up to July 3rd, obviously, for like the July 4th um, weekend. Right. Kind of, It seems like every big holiday they're trying to uh, put something big out for uh, people to watch. So, Hamilton. A, so, what's happening on Memorial Day? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Well, <laughs> all right. Maybe they won't do that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the original Broadway uh, cast. I think, wasn't it filmed... They've already, like, they had this footage already from a previous showing, or yeah. but I, it was a specific theater that I cannot remember. Richard Rogers which Theater one? on Broadway. Oh, yeah. you, did you just say that? No, I just knew that's where it was, the Richard Rogers oh, okay. Theater. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because that's where it was and still is, but the original cast, I think, was, they stopped in 2017, maybe? Uh, so it's but, now... Okay, maybe I'm thinking, because didn't the original cast, like, go on almost like a tour in a way? as well like after that i thought they did maybe i'm wrong maybe um, i was maybe it was wishful thinking right i think they were going to regroup in uh puerto rico 
for okay. a uh, short. For some reason, I had it in my head that once the you know original run, that they actually took it on the road, so to speak. Well, they did, just not with the original cast, because I saw it in Atlanta, but it was not the original cast, of course. It was still really good, but... Gotcha. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a busy man. Right. Yes, and Disney scooped him up real quick, because they got him for Moana and Mary Poppins Returns, and uh, I know he's writing, like, music and songs for, like, every Disney movie coming out from now on, (laughs) it seems like, so they snatched him up quick. So he must have signed the Kurt Russell contract. I feel like they did because obviously that's why they get, I mean, Hamilton isn't necessarily Disney plus material if you think about it, you know, but of course Avatar and things like that aren't, aren't exactly either. So, but they have a great relationship with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So they're going to. For those of you that don't know what I'm referring to, Kurt Russell actually did sign something like a 10 year contract at one when back when he did a lot of Disney films, yeah. he was actually under contract for like 10 years yeah. <laughs> to do films for Disney. Yes. So and of course he was really young when it started too. But. And that was one of the most, uh, what do you, I guess circulated myths about Walt Disney was his last words were Kurt Russell, but it's not really <laughs> true. I mean, that is a myth though. That his last words were Kurt Russell. I like most, if not all of the Kurt Russell films that he did too. I mean, most of them anyway. But the last footage Walt ever shot for any promotion was he did talk about Kurt Russell. So maybe that's where that myth came from. Yeah. Well, he ended up being in the special about the Haunted Mansion with the Osmonds, um, which was that was a good one, too. So I guess continuing, I guess, with the television theme, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to I might slaughter his name here. uh, Tamira Morrison is to appear as Boba Fett on season two of The Mandalorian. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work because <laughs> Boba Fett's supposed to be dead in the time period unless they're doing a flashback, maybe. Oh, Lord, don't tell me that they're Darth Mauling him. I hope not. Because <laughs> if they bring him back like, oh, he you know, he got eaten by the Sarlacc, but his legs were eaten and slowly digested. <laughs> what it is is at the very last minute you didn't see actually his jetpack. He actually yeah. jetpacked out of there. That's what I was going to say Oof. is, yeah. Because <laughs> according to 3PO, you had been slowly digested over a thousand years, which means you wouldn't necessarily die right away. So, yeah, he's, so he's still alive, technically. So except for it's probably very boring to to see what he's doing. But right. so you figured uh, out show that. <laughs> well, like I said, he got you just said it. He had figured out how to get his jetpack working again. And he just flew right <laughs> he out, got out there <laughs> before he got completely digested. So he's going to be like this mutilated version of <laughs> exactly. Boba Fett, like Darth Maul. He'll have fake <laughs> legs or something. And, uh, I really hope that's not the case. I hope it's a flashback type thing. Right, he's going to be. That's in. that's but, my guess. Is it'll be maybe the whole season will be like a prequel season or something. See, I I considered the fact that, you know, he was the, all all of the stormtroopers or what became stormtroopers were all clones, right? Were all clones of him. I figured maybe they were going to have a thing where like one of the clones had been like living on an outland or, or something like that. And he, he'd be one of those, but that would have been better because that was more plausible. They say specifically Boba Fett. Speaking of Mandalorian though, did you see that poll or I forgot who did the poll that Darth Vader is no longer the most popular Star Wars character, it's now Baby Yoda, or the child, I should say. It's not Baby Yoda. Oh, brother. I get it being popular, but that's because there's that sector of people that are like, oh, he's so cute is the reason why he's popular. <laughs> but they never say that about Vader. Yes, I think Vader's very cute. Right. <laughs> Vader, Vader is still the most awesome character in the Star Wars universe, in my personal opinion. 
Not that that's my Disney reward card image. <laughs> I also used to have him as my avatar, but I switched it around. I actually have Baby Yoda as my, or the child as mine, so. <laughs> See there, you're one of the reasons right there. You just admitted it. <laughs> He's just too cute. I know I said that about Vader, though, but on my Disney Plus, it's actually Yoda. That's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine is the child on Disney Plus, but on my Disney experience, it's Donald, of course. It will always be Donald. Always be Donald. You're never going to change it? I don't think so. Uh, my wife's is actually Flash from uh, Zootopia. There's no hidden meaning behind <laughs> that at all. Yeah, I won't go there. Well, <laughs> if you do, that's fine, but I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the reservation side of things, I see this. It says the free dining plan offer discontinued early. Yeah, I heard about that. But it too. says for guests with canceled bookings due to coronavirus. So, I mean, that whole sentence kind of confuses me, the way they worded it. Yeah, so what happened was, you know, your reservation was canceled for coronavirus, and they were allowing you to rebook at a later date and give you the free dining offer, like, have free dining. But they pulled that offer, so if you rebook now, you won't get the free dining. And even if you rebooked with the free dining and you want to change it, you cannot change it or you'll lose the free dining. I've heard that. See, I felt I feel like they were trying to get rid of free dining, and this is the perfect opportunity for them to either just do away with it altogether or the flip side to that is they may, once they see they need the revenue, they may repackage it to the point where they'll use it as an enticing offer by offering it again once they know things are going better. I'm kind of leaning toward the fact that they may be trying, they were already trying to make it non-existent. So I feel like they might just go ahead and use this as an excuse to get rid of it altogether, but I could be wrong there. Yeah, I think they were trying to get rid of it. They offered it initially, and then I think, you know, it dragged on so long. They had to cancel so many reservations. They are like, we can't give away this much free dining. Right. So I think that's why they ended it. My personal opinion then, as it is pretty much now, I would take a room discount over a free dining package anytime. Yeah. That's just me. I agree because I wouldn't, you're forced to eat too much. I mean, we've, we we do not have to rehash how we feel about the dining plan. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I would agree. I would much rather, you'd save more money, I think, on a room discount. Yeah. And it's become pretty apparent, and we've mentioned this before, that most people, what they care about when it comes to the dining plan is not so much how good of a deal it is as it is that it's their food options are taken care of. Yeah. Like it's already, it's prepaid. Prepaid. Basically. Disney plus right now feels free, but it's actually, I'm still paying technically $4 or whatever a month. I've just already paid it. (laughs) So, right. Exactly. It feels feels like I'm getting it for free, but I've actually already paid going over to a little bit of a sad note, which some of you may, I'm sure have heard about this by now, about little Richard having passed. Mm -hmm. But what that's significant with that at Disney as if, for those of you that remember food rocks, Mm -hmm. You know, the pineapple, he actually redid that song. He, it was actually Little Richard that's in the show. Not everybody, of course, some of them were just, they had some impersonators, but Little Richard actually did his part wow. um, for his song for that yeah. show. So. I actually had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. He was one of only a handful that actually sung their material. And I want to say Paul... What's his name? The one that was the singing, the one with the don't take my squash is what he said there away from me. <laughs> and that one, I can't remember his name. It's Paul. It's, it's, it's 
drawing a blank. But he actually redid that part. He did his as well. I mean, there was, and Cher did hers, did her scene. So there was, there was a handful of them that actually did their voices, but some of them, of course, you know, had to impersonate. But those are the only three that I can think of off the top of my head was Little Richard Cher and Paul Zonka, maybe is what it was. Oh, okay. I think that's who it is. Well, have you made any uh, Disney snacks at home? Because they keep releasing recipes. They did the uh, Tonga Toast one. I don't know if we mentioned that on the show. But I they think released, we got to that one yet. They released the Tonga Toast one. But this week they released the gray stuff, a recipe oh for the gray stuff. So it's basically chocolate pudding and vanilla pudding with whipped cream folded all together. <laughs> It looks like crumbled Oreo, and if you can find edible sugar pearls, that's what they throw on the top as well. The recipe's out there. Here I was thinking it was a cupcake with gray icing. Actually, this one is the one they serve in the chip cup, which is white chocolate. I guess I haven't had that one. That's in the prefix dinner menu which i did not that long ago and did a review of it this is when i was upset with my son who ate zero bites of his 36 dollar mac and cheese but he proceeded to eat the entire dessert of course so i was not happy about that to say the least because yeah, that's that age is part of it yes but he loves mac and cheese, but of course, the $36 mac and cheese he hates, but the <laughs> fifty mac and cheese that's craft he loves. <laughs> I was like, you owe me 35 boxes of mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. You're going to keep tabs and take it out one day? Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely been keeping a t- running total in my <laughs> one day. I just came across another one of the Disney Springs that's Haagen-Dazs. I don't think we mentioned that. They're also opening on May 20th. Oh, okay. So there's another one. Yeah, I'm sure these will, there'll be several more because otherwise, Peppered what's in. the point of going to Disney Springs if four restaurants are open? So this is kind of a feel-good story. A British couple is grateful to British Airways because they offered to rebook their entire wedding party's flights after their Walt Disney World wedding was postponed by the resort. Joe Harold and Ryan Simmons of Birmingham were supposed to be married at the resort in August, but the resort preemptively canceled their plans due to COVID-19 pandemic. The couple then rescheduled for April 2021. However, British Airways had refused to offer refunds for the wedding party. According to Harold, the airline offered to move the flights to April, but the guests would have to pay for any differences in price, which at the time was costing 1,700 euros per person, roughly $2,115 in U.S. currency, far more than the 500 euros guests had originally paid for the tickets. Furthermore, the airline added that they couldn't reschedule the flights as their group rates had been released for April 2021 yet, and the price uh, differences Harold discovered were on individual tickets. They spent hours trying to sort it all out, they were able to get their money back, book the flights through British Airways instead, and the airline offered to rebook the entire wedding party at no extra charge for April 2021 uh, once April 2021 group rates become available. So it's pretty nice that they were able to do that because yeah. there's a lot of, I'm sure they weren't the only ones that had a story similar to that. Like I'm, they probably were other weddings that were pro- that were booked in the time frame where Disney's been closed they had to do something about so but that's kind of a nice that they're going to be able to do it once again so 
Uh, so I see also that Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, the shop, is going to reopen as well at Disney Springs. So a lot of places will be open, folks. It's going to even... <laughs> it'll be way more than what we're saying today, obviously. I did see the story talking about where... Now, this may have been wishful thinking on some people's behalf, but the return of the drive-in movie theater, mm-hmm. which really, yeah. if you think about it... Makes sense. That's a... That would make perfect sense. I don't really know why we don't have more of them as it is, but you might start to see more of them because it would fit the criteria for for having movies. We started finding ways to make the experience as real as possible, I guess, was the idea behind it. Or is uh, we went with bigger screens so they need the enclosed space and the darkness. and the It also gave them the ability to show them at any time of the day, which I think mainly drive-through theaters uh, had to be shown in the evening. That's probably another reason why they got away from it. Um, as you right. notice, even the ones that try to recreate it, like Sci-Fi Diner, I mean, it's dark in there. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, there's a reason. I found a story that might... It's kind of interesting. The guy who plays the uh, uh, guy from uh, uh, Flight of Passage is an actor named David Danapore. And he recently went on the Walt Disney World subreddit to answer questions from fans or whatever. And of course, people were asking him about the uh, fly line. And someone was, of course, just asking if it was scripted. And he said, no, the line was not scripted that way. I just sort of discovered it on that day. The Imagineering folks are very creative people, so they would give me some creative freedoms as well. I do remember that when we discovered that line, they did like it. So hmm. it was more improvised. It's not what Joe Rody said. Well, Joe Rody talked more about the way he talked, not necessarily that particular line being scripted. Oh, that's true. Okay. So I think that's maybe because he said the Imagineers liked it when he did it that way. Yeah. You know, but it, but it was not scripted that way. So I should I should have known Joe wouldn't lie. Yeah. He goes on and says he was given one script, but on the day the script was constantly modified to fill certain time constraints, so constantly chunks were switched from here to there throughout the day. I believe it's because they needed different takes for different wait times. So if a wait time was short, you'd get less pre-show. If if there was even one take, I don't know if it made it. You guys would have to tell me since I've (laughs) never been to the ride, he says. But one take, I leave the screen for a minute or two and check on some malfunction and return. It's like, yeah, we know. He does do that. I've seen that one many times. Yeah. I've, one of them seemed particularly longer than some of the others. Um, yeah. Painfully, That's fine. I would say. That's kind of sad that he's never ridden the ride. They should have like at least invited him to like come see the ride <laughs> for a, a preview run. or something. Like Everyone sees your face. They immediately know that's Flight of Passage. So it's kind of sad that he's never ridden it. <laughs> And it's infamous now about the uh, fly. Right. So, And apparently we have him to thank for that because he uh, improvised it. There you go. Anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. Did you by chance get to see the Disney family sing-alongs that they've had? I mean, I've seen the first one. Apparently the volume two just happened, though, on ABC. I rewatched some of the first one, but I did not watch yeah. the most recent one. I haven't seen it yet either. I guess I'm going to have to at least check it out and see what it, what it, what it's about pretty good i guess it's something fun that they can do while all this is going on so yeah this one did include uh the muppets so that should be interesting we'll see how this one how that one goes 
I haven't watched it yet, though. So, so you think they can finally do something with the Muppets that is significant? Looks like they're trying to keep them relevant or make them relevant, yeah. whichever you, whichever way you view it. That's a good thing. I just wish they would get the Muppets Take Manhattan on Disney Plus now. They still haven't done that. They got the Great Muppet Caper. They got the original Muppet movie. Still no Muppets Take Manhattan. By the way, earlier when I was talking Food Rocks, I don't know why I couldn't think of this name, and I should know this, and I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't, but, you know, it was Neil Sadaka, Breaking Up is Hard to Do, was the song that they changed it to Vegetables Are Good for You, but he actually did that, is what I was getting at. Okay, yeah. Correcting ourselves on the fly. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do have, there was five of the acts total. I mentioned some of them already. Tone Loke was pretty obvious. He was the food rapper, so he was, his voice is very distinctive. Uh, Neil Sadaka did his song. Little Richard did his. The Pointer Sisters did theirs. They were the um, about Eat Just a Little Bit, and I forgot what they were supposed to be, though, or what they looked like, but Chubby Checker actually did the hey, Let's Exercise. For those of you that saw that show and maybe didn't realize that so many of the original artists actually did their songs in that one. That is cool. I got to go back and rewatch the old Food Rocks been a while since i've seen it i need to refresh my memory on it all right well another short story i did want to mention was i I, we mentioned this a few weeks ago when we talked about all the construction projects and i did mention this the one that is still going is the cove tower hotel that is next to swan and dolphin that's part of swan and dolphin essentially owned by marriott it has eight floors now so I think it was only going to be like 12 floors high, something like that. So they're moving very quickly on getting that uh, project going. So the Cove Hotel is still on schedule to open, it's said, by the end of this year. So Okay, so I've got to mention this. I know we talked about the booking reservations in the future. Mm-hmm. So during the task force meeting, Vice President of Walt Disney World, Thomas, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name around, Moslem, he reiterated that the booking of reservations starting on July 1st is not necessarily indicative of a reopening date. Right. This is how he phrased it, though. He says, we have taken reservations for July, but that should not mean we are operating in July yet. As you all saw on the news yesterday, we've opened up Shanghai, which went extremely well. We were very prudent and very, very conservative, and things went extremely well. But at this point, we have really nothing to report about Walt Disney World yet. As we have said continuously, we'll allow data to guide us as well as the government and not a specific date. Just wanted to make sure we had clarity around that. So why would you open up bookings on July 1st if it's not indicative of a opening, reopening date? Are you going to just say, well, we're going to start taking them just in case? Yeah. I mean... Maybe they'll give guests the option of canceling if the parks aren't open. But I feel like they're just trying to get the revenue. (laughs) And if they have to refund it, they have to refund it. Perhaps. I mean, maybe they want to know. know, Maybe they want to get an idea of what the interest will be like. I think that's part of it, too. Because they can always just cancel and refund everybody. But they can't try to get people to come a week before, necessarily. uh, Right. Give people the option. Well, I mean... even as it stands right now, the June reservations are to be potentially canceled on a week-by-week basis. Mm-hmm. That's how close it is now. So I have to think uh, that that first week or two of June is not going to happen either just because they want to see how Disney Springs happens, and that's not going to be till May 20th. So they have less than 
you know, a week's worth of data for Disney Springs to see if they're going to open the parks on June 1st. I don't think they're going to. I feel like it's going to be mid-June at the very earliest. Gotcha. That's just my thought is. Maybe. It's all up in the air. I mean, it's yeah. almost a almost a day-by-day type thing where they, where they look at. Right. Um, yeah. Things change constantly. Making decisions. I think depending on how the openings go, they're going to want to get things to, I don't know if I want to say full operation before the year is out, but they want to get it to a much higher capacity before the year is out than they currently have, yeah. especially before Christmas time Yeah. So or holiday season. Right. I imagine a lot of this depends on if there's a second wave or not in the fall, <laughs> too. I, the goal, obviously, would be to be back to 100% by the end of summer, I would hope, but well, I'm not canceling my cruise. I know that. I still have it booked for first part of December. Well, so. we'll see how it goes. Not I mean, at this point, anyway. Yeah. Still a long way away. The way it normally goes is supposed to be paid in full by September 1st. Did they extend that window? Or not extend, but shorten that window uh, or whatever? But I don't know if that applies to the December cruises yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, 90 days is when it normally had to be paid in full. So I guess what you're saying is by extended that, meaning you can pay it later. Right. You don't have to have it paid in full by September. It could be October or November. That's what they were doing initially, but now so many of the cruises are canceled through like July. Yeah, for the time being. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing now. I imagine, though, if there's a... You could still get a refund at this point just because of the circumstances. But So, yeah, if you had to cancel... I think the cancellation window has changed, too. I mean, I think they've, you know, shortened that or made it different. But anyway. I'll have to I'll have to go back and look at what they've updated. I mean, I don't, I don't recall getting an update on mine thus far, I guess, because it's still so far out. But Yeah, that's my guess. I'm sure they're busy with <laughs> what they're working on now. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. If you want to keep up with the latest news on us, you can do that on our website, perhaps sort of. There's links to everything that you can reach us there, travelingwithamouse.com. You can also email us, which is podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. And if you want to help support the show, we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash podcast. And as I talked about a little bit earlier with the face mask with our logo on it, which may or may not happen, we'll have to see. We do have a Spreadshirt store, which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. Uh, I know for a fact you can get things like shirts and drinkware and hats and such items. So go there. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. We are also on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM podcast. And I've been posting older pictures that i have on our instagram facebook and twitter so look for those sporadically so for john my name is adam and this has been traveling with the mouse and we will hope that you join us on our next trip but only if you wear a mask and stay six feet away